Hello, my name's Owen and welcome to the JOL Wedding Podcast. Join myself and my co-host Caroline as we bring you all the inspiration and advice you need whilst planning your wedding. Where shall we begin? Well, episode one. Episode one. We've been planning this for a while. And back and forth, back and forth, back, back and forth. forth. Shall we do forth. this? Shall we do that? Shall we do this? And we just think, well, actually, like we were just saying just before we, when we were making the coffees, how do we do this? This is us. This is relax. This is family business. This is family home. And that's what we want. So that's why we were tying it in, wasn't yeah. it? And where, well, what's better to start with? Wedding planning. Wedding planning, definitely. Wedding planning. And who better to have on <laughs> than regional winner? Thank you. National finalist, Amelia Thompson. Thank you. <laughs> how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. Good. Not too bad. Good. Keeping busy? Always. Always so busy. What about you guys? Yeah, really busy. Um, starts the year. Obviously, everyone starts planning um, at the beginning of the year. So, you either get probably our busiest time for inquiries, isn't it? And bookings. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, so, you've got all these wedding fairs going on. Everyone's yep. kind of got engaged on Valentine's and Christmas. Yep. Thank God Valentine's out of the way. Yeah. That's that's finished with. No pressure on couples or anything to do anything special. They can just kind of relax now and, yeah. and, and kind think, of get on with it. Do you find like in a whole new year, people, even though they they got such a mix of people that are, are looking and planning now, people that have been engaged for a few years now thinking right we need to get a wiggle on yeah and then really excited couples that are going oh my god we've just got engaged right, what do we do a hundred percent and i think not trying to go back to this but mentioning the c word covid yeah now that's actually fully gone people are now trusting they can just go ahead with their wedding because yeah. i feel, still think that last year people are still a little bit skeptical as do to going ahead with planning because they were just on edge you know, there's the anxiety around covid and things like that but also now, obviously, the price of living, I think people are still kind of a bit cautious about going into planning. But And I think things have changed since COVID as well. You know, years ago, people would have invite everybody. And now people are being really choosy of who they're inviting, what they actually yeah. want from their from the wedding day as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think people are embracing intimate weddings a little bit more. Yeah, they are. Um, if they can get away with it. Obviously, there's still couples out there that have got large families. They can't quite get away with it. Yeah. I'm one of those brides where we've got two large families, so we can't get away with a small wedding. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are considering the smaller intimate weddings mm. and doing things slightly differently. I've got a few weddings this year where clients are having intimate ceremony followed by an intimate meal and then having drink reception after and then having more people join them and then the evening and having more people join them again. Oh, okay. So breaking oh, up the right. day a little bit more. Oh. Yeah. So, go on, tell us about your journey. How did you get started into, oh my goodness. into this? So, I was 16, and obviously at that age, parents were like, come on, you should get yourself a little part-time job. So, whilst at school, I applied to just do some waitressing with a catering company at my local wedding venue, which is now the wedding venue I'm actually getting married at. So, I've gone around in a full cycle. Um, and I'll never forget my first day my dad dropped me off. And he pulled up into the car park and we heard this really, really loud noise. And we looked up and it was the helicopter that the bride was arriving in. And I remember at that point, I thought, this is going to be such a fun job. Oh, my <laughs> um, word. So I worked with Jenkinson's Catering for a few years, um, built up my knowledge about weddings. Mm-hmm. Being chatty old me, used to talk to all the suppliers, used to talk to all the wedding coordinators and get to know their job and their role on the day. I used to just absolutely love it. Um, so, yeah, my journey it's, took off. It's nice actually seeing what happens behind the scenes. Yes. So this is where we pick up so much of our knowledge and Absolutely. what venues are amazing, what venues probably aren't so amazing. Yeah. That Because we can see uh, the waiters like headless chicken trying to get service out and yeah. there's a queue at the bar and even down to the bride coming down ready to see the registrars and things like that and just making it so smooth running. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, I used to pick the wedding coordinator's brains and ask them what they do, what their job entails, all the stress and everything that comes with the job because I was just so interested in the industry from Mm. such a young age. I remember some of my favourite weddings at such a young age working with them and it was just amazing. Um, So yeah, my love for weddings grew from then, really, when I was 16. So then what happened then to to 
actually start your own business? What kicked that off? Yeah, so I actually went to university for a year and studied dance um, in Manchester. That's a huge difference. Massive difference. That's That's really, that is like me. That is like me. You know, doing a degree in sport and physical education and then going, I don't want to do anything Then going, no. Yeah. Well, I've grown up with, well, in this industry, kind of, since I was about 12 years old. Yeah. I mean, that's when JOL first officially started. Yeah. Um, I started on the videography kind of page of it. Well, it was two, two, it was two years ago now. It was 18 months, 18 wasn't it? Months. So you, yeah. you started through COVID. Yeah. I, as soon as COVID ended, that's when I started. And I started my business. I can't think of a better time to have started it. Yeah. Um, in my first 16 months, I ended up filming 18 weddings. Yeah. But Amazing. that's just because... Oh, oh, in the first six months, that was? Well, yeah, first, first sorry, six yeah, months. First, yeah, first six months um, up until December. And then even last year was, was crazy. You got to travel so many different places, so many wonderful venues. But it's, I always think of... I feel sorry for these couples who are playing the wedding because you see so much stress that they're under. Yes. Also the brides and, and the grooms. Yes. Um, well, all us lads turn up, say yes and Honestly, yeah. The grooms can roll out of bed like an hour and a half before the ceremony, have a quick shower, get in a suit, bit spray, they're done. They're good yeah. to go. The yeah. brides have got like 6am starts, hair, makeup, dress yeah. steamed, everything like that. That's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. You you go and say photograph or film the, the boys getting ready, getting the groom, getting all put together. It takes five minutes. Yeah, the bride takes all morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's so much stress <laughs> that the bride's being put under with all this planning, and it's finally coming together on that morning. Um, on say start from the beginning. On I say on the day, what is your role from soon as or say getting getting in touch with a couple, say a wedding fair or they someone's going in touch with you. Mm-hmm. What is the process from from then up until the wedding day? Yeah, so for me, it's relationship with my clients is the most important thing. So should they inquire, when they inquire, it's definitely a consultation via Zoom, and if we can, in person as well, because I think it's so important that we have a good relationship and that we gel together. You, obviously, a year degree in dance. Yes. And then what happened then? So, didn't enjoy it, and admitting that to my parents was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do and they said that's fine you've tried it you've given it a good go and I came home so obviously at that point it was very much right I do need to get a full-time job Mm -hmm. now I've not gone back to university I have no idea what I want to do and uh, very cliche I remember watching a Christmas wedding planner on Netflix one of my favourite oh, films. They're, I love, they're the ones that you just get on Netflix or something so like that. Easy really to watch. easy, cheesy watches, oh, it's aren't cre- they? They're oh so, my God, it's so they cringy. Are so chin- it's like yeah. the cre- cringiest film you'll ever watch. But I remember watching it thinking, I used to love that job as in catering. Yeah. I want to I want to do that. I want to do weddings. So I applied for a venue to be a coordinator. Now I was so open and transparent with them, I said I've got no coordination experience, only the catering and went to the interview and got the job. So oh, following oh, that, I then was a wedding coordinator at the venue. So okay. from that, I learned a lot that yeah, I know now, a lot, yeah. But obviously I had the knowledge of catering. So when it came to, you know, times the day and times the food can come yeah. out and the quality of food and even things down to the setup of the cutlery and the glassware on the table, I was perfect at. So mm-hmm. I was able to provide that knowledge. Um, all those details. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, OCD about table setup as well because the catering company I worked for they were it had to be nothing less than perfect but I'm glad it was that way because yeah, now yeah. my weddings are very much the same so so from that then so you worked as a wedding coordinator how did you then go actually I wanted to be a wedding planner I'm going to do this from from the right at the beginning meeting clients all the way to then the delivering the, the final day yeah. and, and everything like that I realised I want to be my own boss that, that's as, as, as far as it goes. Love I, it. I was respectfully, didn't want to get underpaid anymore because yeah. I was. Yeah. And it was the long hours, which obviously does come with the industry, mm-hmm. but I was working for someone else. I just didn't really. I think that's it, isn't it? When you're working for someone else, they reap the benefits of your hard work. Absolutely. So for, for us, it is amazing. If you want to have a day off, you can book a day off. Yeah. That's it. You don't have yeah. to you know ask for permission or anything like that and like you say wedding industry is it is ridiculously long days yes 
ridiculously long days. I think don't people don't you don't realize, and I think every wedding we go to some someone some guest goes oh my god what time are you here till yeah oh we're here till about such a yeah. time oh my god it's a long day for you yeah. and we're like this is every weekend yes. yeah there's no yeah. we we we're so used to it now oh we, we are so we, used well, to it we've been starting it or got up at six o'clock starting it well obviously this is peak summer yeah starting at seven o'clock couples got married at eleven yeah and then we're still staying there till eleven o'clock until yeah. it's got to get dark so absolutely got first dance and. So if they, even if they say a couple have got fireworks, my God, you've got it's got it's got to be dark. Well, absolutely. So it could yeah. you're looking about a 14, 15 hour day. Easy. But, yeah. but because well, we do so many of them, we get so used to it. And I think but, it's pure adrenaline on a wedding day. Oh, you yeah. just run off adrenaline, and it's the excitement of it all. And I think for me as a planner, working with clients for you know a year plus, mm. planning their wedding, seeing it all come together is the most rewarding feeling ever. So at that point, I kind of don't want to miss anything. I want to be there all day to see it all, even if it's yeah. like sparklers and fireworks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm the exact same. Like going, going through, it's got such a nice structure to the day. Mm. You just know what's what's coming. We section it, don't we? we yeah, go we section prep. it down. And then we'll go groom prep. Then yeah. we go service. Then we go group shots. Then we go couple shots. And then we'll just go check, 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 check. And then you know then... Right, that that bit's done. Yeah. So we, we're on to this bit, and then we're on to this bit. But so when do when do your clients typically get in touch with you then? So they're all so different. So some clients get in touch from the minute they're engaged. They're so excited. They want to dive straight into wedding planning. They have no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Some clients have got it all sorted. Some clients okay. have gone for kind of like a barn DIY wedding venue mm. and they just need someone to run the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really does depend on where they're at with their, their planning process, really. Okay. Yeah. So do you find there's more of a niche to barns? I'm, I'm, this season, I think, the, obviously the beginning of this year, so many couples are now looking at barn venues. Yes. Yeah, at a um, wedding fair yesterday I spoke to a couple and yeah. they were debating where to go for a house. Mm-hmm. So everything's kind of there, one place. Yeah. But then they, they love the idea of a DIY wedding. Yes. And I said to them, it is, it, I'm not going to lie, it will be quite stressful because there is a lot to do. Say, yeah. say, a, say yeah. like a marquee wedding. Yeah. You've got to obviously get the marquee for starters. Then you've got catering. Music, toilets, and toilets and little as well. things like, like generator, things. flooring. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a lot. There's so much that yeah. needs to go into it, but having someone to help run the day, yeah, is what those weddings kind of lack. Yes, um, so Completely. it gets. So they say, oh yeah, speech is going to be about five o'clock, but it ends up being about six o'clock because people are, are starting to get on the drink quite early. Um, and it's hard to get them all in. You need someone there to come in and say, come on, we're going to sit to down. To shout at them. Speeches. That's pretty much what I do. By the end of one day, I've got no voice at all. So I'm shouting all the time. Well, I think that's where, <laughs> that's where you you really come into your own. Like you say, with, with venues like Marquis, um, the barn type of venues, because you've got no one there that is running the timings of the day, especially when you've got your caterers as well, they're going, right, food is out at four o'clock. Yeah. And you've still got people that are um, not sat down, ready yes. for that. Yeah. Um, they're still outside drinking yeah. or they're still um, having photos. What, whatever they're, they're doing, it needs someone to say, right, okay, then let's let's uh, get people in. Let's yeah. get people sat down, re- introduce the bride and groom. You know, on all of that, right, first dance is at eight o'clock. Yeah. And it's, it's all that timings that... If there's no one there coordinating that day, whether it's been you as a wedding planner or someone from a venue, then it all just sort of blends into one. And there's, no stru- there's no structure, which 100%. then yeah. it then, which is brilliant for, for people who want the really relaxed ones, yes. but really relaxed weddings. You still need someone but there. But you still need some structure to you it. You still need someone there because it's in some venues, you know, it's, if there's no one on site, sometimes I've locked up the venue. Mm. So things like that, opening it and locking at night, who's going to do that if I'm not there? So, no, absolutely. I think even it's just ensuring that the guests are there to see the formalities more than anything. And that's what I say to clients, you know, it's someone there to say, take to your seats, come and see the cake cut. Now we're going to do the first dance. You know, the caterings that will be on site, the catering companies should be amazing. I mean, they are brilliant, but they're not they're not out the front because they're in the back preparing the food. They're yeah, not there. They're too busy. They're too busy so. Yeah. And we know it so well that um, we know days will overrun. 
you know, yeah. they can overrun <laughs> massively. Yeah. You know, all you need is a bride to be half an hour late to the wedding. Yeah. And everything then gets pushed back. And it's normally us photographers and videographers that we, we sort of go, actually, well, well, we'll limit that bit then so you make sure you sat down at, yeah. at four o'clock to eat because we don't want the chef or the catering company moaning at us going oh my god this this beef is going no 100 percent. and to be honest i think from my catering experience the one thing that has to be on time is the food because otherwise the quality of the food drops yes and that's not good and i think personally food is one of the biggest most important aspects on your wedding day so people might say so yeah. it's slightly different but if your guests are walking out the wedding thinking i'm really hungry i'm gonna go to mcdonald's on the way home you've done something wrong mm-hmm. and that's a massive statement to make but food is the, probably the most important thing as yeah. well as obviously the bride and groom actually turning up but <laughs> <laughs> after Can't, that could the you food. imagine yeah could you imagine never I've, had that Three i've had a lot of weddings never had that i've never had no. it but i've had a very late arrival we've had a very late wedding I, yeah i've had <laughs> i've had a late one that started last year the first one last year she's 45 minutes late and if it was 15 minutes later, the venue, the restaurant was just going to walk yeah, out. Yeah, I can definitely be on that. An hour and 40 last year. What? Yeah. Oh my and God. it was a church wedding. They were the oh most gorgeous gosh. couple. I absolutely love them so much. But yeah. What's the biggest Slightly stressful. <laughs> I can sort of be that as well. We've had a bride two hours late. Wow. Two hours late. But there was oh a huge God. story to this. It was um, a place called Hogarth in Solihull. And um, they. They've got a beautiful little island where they get married on, so you can walk down the formal garden, so you go over the little bridge and onto this little island, and that's where they get married. Beautiful. It is stunning. And everyone was going down, and they had a great uncle who was about 80s, in his 80s, and he tripped and fell. Oh. And he broke his collarbone. Oh, my gosh. Um, so they had to get paramedics out. Wow. So this is at the point where the bride was coming down. Wow. And... Yeah, they ended up having to get paramedics. It was the West Midlands Ambulance Service. They were amazing. Yeah. They even stayed with the gentleman, um, and the gentleman was on, on drip with, with pain relief, and they sat there and um, watched, the, watched the service. Um, oh, that's so nice. After, the, after they, they, um, they, uh, the service happened, they put him in the ambulance, and off he went to, uh, to hospital. Oh, that is so but sweet. But it was just, yeah, that was... That was really, really late. That was really late. They'll have a good story to tell, though. They'll oh, go back to their oh say, how was your day? And they'll say how maybe horrible challenging their day was. Oh, we actually attended a wedding in the end. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can wait up. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. But so going back to so speaking to your couples, so I'll say on, on the day, how does your role kind of play out with the couple? So where do you start? So I always touch base the clients first. So yeah. making sure they're there. Especially, you typically find the bride stays on site the day before. Mm-hmm. Most venues do have kind of like an overnight stay now, don't they? So go and touch base with the bride, see if she's okay, see if she needs anything. Most of the time, they're already on the Prosecco, 8, yeah. 7 a.m. Yeah. They're already on it, so they're totally fine. Um, and then it's making sure all the suppliers are turning up, making sure they're all there, ready. You know, the lights are on, if the heating needs to be on, anything like that. If the aircon needs to be on, depending on what time of year the wedding is Mm -hmm. just making sure everything is absolutely spot on um, and just liaising with the suppliers you know people turn up they need a plug-in socket making sure they've got electricity access to electricity make sure suppliers have got water i always look after the suppliers on the wedding day i think it's so important we love that so (laughs) we've yet to do a wedding together actually guys we have this is it it's um i think how long have you been going now independently so I launched at really rubbish time, end of 2019. End of 2019. So Brilliant. Then basically so straight into COVID. COVID, COVID, COVID hit. Time, yeah. um, well time there. <laughs> I think this is it. For, for wedding planning, now we typically get booked up 18 months, two years in advance mm-hmm. for photographers. Yeah. Um, after the venue um, and the church maybe, then it's normally photographers, videographers that yeah. tend to yeah. get booked up really, yeah. really quickly. So... Obviously, when timing's for you, it's probably going to take a good three or four years in the planning that we would actually meet and cross... Absolutely. ...cross lines. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But yeah, no, (laughs) I kind of get booked 18 to 12 months before, sometimes even up to the two-year mark before. Mm -hmm. Depends how organised a couple are. But some couples, I think, they go into the planning process like, yeah, we can do this, we don't need any help. And then they realise halfway through, yeah, we need need some help. Um, You all right, Dennis? (laughs) <laughs> you're right 
Um, so yeah, I think they realise how much there is to it, how, how overwhelming it can be, and then they want some help then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Depends. Depends on how they feel. It's funny, isn't it? Because some people go in to wedding planning and have it all sorted. They, they know exactly what they, they want. And then some people think, oh, I can do that myself. And I can do that. things like stationery. People go, yeah. oh, I can do that myself. That's fine. And then we think, well, they've got to do 100 individual um, invitations. Mm-hmm. And you think that starts, you know, you start thinking, oh, yeah, I can do this. Perfect. Oh, this is looking beautiful. And then when you get to your 40th and your 50th, you're thinking, oh, I'm really knackered at this. Absolutely. And I, can't, I can't be bothered with these now. No, 100%. And it's also, I think, with DIY weddings, if they're doing their own stationery, I'm all for it. Absolutely mm-hmm. go for it if you're mm-hmm. really creative. Yeah, definitely. 100%. But then they get to that point where they're like, what time will we sit down for food? What time should we do our first dance and our cake cut? And they don't know who to ask. Yeah, That's yeah. the sort of questions that I get, especially with the on-day coordination package. Yeah. It's touch base in a few weeks before the wedding and going over things like that because some people just don't know what times to do yeah. things. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your packages then because obviously you say you, got diff- you do different things. Yes. So my full planning package is my favourite one. Definitely one people should book. Um, it's hint, hint. start Yeah, nudge, nudge. <laughs> it's starting from everything. So helping them find the best venue, all their suppliers, mm-hmm. theming, styling, colour palettes, yep. um, logistics of the wedding day, helping with RSVPs, taking off the admin stress from them. So arranging meetings with their suppliers. Oh, okay. Because yeah. you find a lot of people who book the on-day coordination and the full planning package are people that literally have no time. Yes. They're working full-time jobs, they've got family commitments, etc. Yeah. They have no time to plan a wedding. Yeah. So for me to take that pressure off them admin-wise is really helpful. Especially things like the RSVPs, yeah. you know, that people are constantly saying, oh, how many people have got for the day? Oh, I'm not too sure because I haven't had so many people back. And that's really hard. You always find it's the closest members of the family that don't yeah. get back to them either. Oh, it always is, isn't it? It's always like their auntie or uncle or someone yeah, like that. Uncle John hasn't, hasn't replied yet. But they've given them a yes, we can come verbally. Yeah. They yeah. don't think they think that's acceptable RSVP. But then we need your menu choice. Yeah, it's not acceptable. Send back the RSVP. <laughs> Take a minute. Tick 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 tick. Tick a box. In the bo- in the post. So if anyone listens to this and they haven't replied to <laughs> any, any, any of their invitations they've received off yeah. people they know. Get, get in, in the post. The couple will hate you forever if you don't send it back. <laughs> Just tick the box. It delays everything as well, doesn't it? It really does. It is really stressful. My one tip to clients for that is put a date on the RSVP as yeah. what date they need them back. Yeah. Sometimes mm. if there's a, de- there's a deadline, it, it, it yeah. does help the situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you always have the one or two members. Or someone's pregnant and they don't know whether they're going to bring the child or not. Things like that. I mean, yeah. that's a very controversial topic as well. I don't know oh, if you guys have found hugely. that. Oh, Kids at weddings, yes or no? But that's going to be a huge completely different podcast. Yeah, maybe. that's going to be a completely... You could go into a whole whole video. And even just between that. me and you, you say, you know, I love kids at weddings. The amount of photos I've got of children um, at weddings and they are just absolute gems. Yeah. You know, we've had everything from people, um, children sticking their tongues out at us, um, picking their nose in the middle of the yeah. um, aisle. Amazing. I love how, you know, the, the kids are amazing and they really bring the personalities of the couple. They're just free spirits, aren't oh, they? They just they don't are. care. No, they the don't kids care. are great. They don't I was care. literally babysitting probably about almost, what, 15 kids. We're at Eastwood Park. I'm there. So we they had a church wedding. We got back to the, the venue at Eastwood Park and I was going to need to get a drone establishing shot for, for the film. Sent it up and all these kids are chasing the drone across this field (laughs) so obviously then I then bring it back and they can see me there holding my little little controller so they all actually no you (laughs) told all the kids to surround me (laughs) look you can see what jersey what that's what that's that's there I was like is that the drone? I can't see the drone. It's just up there. Wave, wave. Aww. Wave, and then look at the screen, just all waving. It's like, oh, yeah, I can see myself now. That is so but, sweet. But, yeah, no, kids kids are kids are amazing at weddings. Just let them do what they need to do. But there are some times where you just make sure they are safe. Yeah, someone, someone 100%. is looking after them. Um, so as long as, yeah, as long as they're looked after. Yeah. So in terms of when do you... In terms of your big package and kind of getting in touch with suppliers, is, yeah. it, is it you who mainly does it? Yes, yeah. So what I typically do is within the first four months of a client booking me, this all depends on when their wedding is, by oh. the way, 
between in the first four months, ideally, I want to get all the suppliers confirmed. Yep. Because supplier admin can then start to build up. The yeah. eight weeks prior to the wedding is when all the suppliers want to know yeah. the logistics, the timeline. You guys know this. You yeah. want all the information at that point. So I try and get all the suppliers, you know, sourced within the first four months. Okay. Um, How does it work then with deposits then for um, the clients? So obviously every supplier will need a deposit of something. Yeah. Do they, you just go, I've booked... Do they meet with the suppliers as well? or is it Yeah, so I don't do any money handling on okay. behalf of my clients at all. They figure all that out themselves. So I basically would reach out to the suppliers and say, this is a client, they're really interested in having a photographer, for instance. Mm -hmm. Are you free their wedding date? Yes, we are. Brilliant. I like your you know, style. I think it will go well with their wedding. Mm -hmm. Let's get you sorted for a call. And then I schedule the call for them. Okay. And then that's anything good. regarding like deposits and payment things, that's for them to discuss with the client. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. typically try not to get involved in m any money handling. Yeah, money is quite a quite a touchy subject. Money. So. Yes. Yeah. It's it's a sensitive subject. I find I have to tread very carefully around that with clients. Mm -hmm. So which usually is, is it? I'm guessing it would be the venue is the first thing you kind of go with through with the couple. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you can't talk to suppliers about a venue in mind and no. a date. Yeah. yeah. It's just a totally open conversation, yeah. which is literally going to go nowhere. And as a, as a wedding planner, and even us, we, we've been to so many different venues. We know the good, bad, so and the ugly. Yeah. So the ones that um, are really worth the money, um, and even things like what time of year they're getting married at. Yeah. You know, what venues would work well at that time of year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know some venues that I would recommend straight away, mm -hmm. but then there's some that I'm ideally wouldn't wouldn't and that's yeah. you know just a, yeah. it's multiple things that make yeah. that decision it always depends on the client's brief i suppose absolutely it? if, if they're, they're looking for a barn wedding you you know the the best barn types of yeah. weddings around there um and what if they're looking for hotels or anything yeah. like that and their budget it depends and the budget. on their budget as well yeah, massively as long as everything's in budget and that's what the, probably one of the biggest thing people don't realize well weddings are so now really expensive yeah to handle so that's why a lot of people are doing these diy weddings and things like that so that's where obviously you come in and yeah i mean honestly i wouldn't even say diy is necessarily a cheaper option in some no, ways no. it actually can be more expensive Completely. especially for marquees because as we said earlier you've got to think about floor you've got to think about a generator toilets electricity water catering catering everything is you're, you're getting potentially a little bit of grass on the floor and yeah. you've got to find everything. So actually, marquee weddings are probably more expensive. Yeah, yeah. With a venue, you typically find that you get a package. Yes. yes. So the costs seem higher, but you get more for your money involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then less, again, like we say, it's less stress for them as well, because the venue will do so much for them. Yeah, Because they'll have links with suppliers, like Even entertainment. Even like setting and, them up in, in the morning and, and yeah. setting everything down at, at night and things like that, and all the cleaning up. You know, yeah. When you've got, you, do, you do your own DIY wedding, then it is very much the next day you are hungover, for one, and yeah. they trying to clean up plates um, and rubbish yeah because yeah. you have to leave it as it was it, yeah this is yeah it. absolutely and then obviously for me some clients do want me the next day helping yeah. totally fine for that then it's two-day cost so it's not always the cheaper option to be honest yeah it, i think if they've got time they are very creative individuals like go for it if they want to make their own stationery do their own flowers everything like that absolutely but another thing to consider is people who do that they're then going to think, say, for example, they have 10 round tables and they're doing huge, tall centerpieces. They're going to be walking away with 10 centerpieces yeah. that yeah. they've got to put somewhere. Where, where, where are you going to put yeah. them? A lot of clients don't think about that. Just put that out in the garden, nice little... <laughs> Around <laughs> nice the house. Little, right, around we've, the house. we've had marquee weddings and they've gone... Abs they've been, oh, they've been absolutely beautiful and really personal. One was um, their... Um, I think it was her dad... Um, he works a lot in timber, so we had all pergolas made oh, nice. and all seating made out of um, rustic timber. We've had one where um, they're all into their sports, so they had all different um, family skis stuck in the ground and had all the festival lights put oh, around. Cute. It was amazing. Yeah, you that's know, a so good you idea. You really put your own stamp on, on those. I, I agree. You can make weddings more personalised yes. with a DIY. Yeah. Some venues you are quite limited to what you can do, so... Yeah. Just something to consider. And I even some some venues, you know, you can't have pets in 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 the venue and things like that. That's you know, so many of our clients want their dog 
at, at the event at the uh, at the wedding. So, you know, some venues won't won't allow pets and things like that. So oh, I think bring your dog to your wedding. Hundred percent. Oh my god! Bring, bring your fairy friends along. I can bring ours yeah. anywhere. <laughs> anyone watching this, you can see we've got our two little cockaboos here, Dennis and Henry. That oh my god, they're mad. I just they're, absolutely chilled. Which this is not normal for them. Not no, normal usually at all. They've got a, a ball in their mouth. We've hidden all the balls. We've hidden all the balls. We've hidden all the balls. We've hidden all Yeah, poor Amelia. You would not. You would not have a minute's peace because Henry, the the brown one, we just sat there just waiting for you to throw the ball. Oh, we've said ball. Here we go. We've said the B-word. Oh, no, he's, 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 he's a bit warm. He's, he's on now. He's, he's gone out of shot. Um, but, yeah, well, what are the main, like, say, couples have just got engaged, got, got into first bit of advice you could give to a couple, what is the main bit of advice you can give to them? Oh, don't rush, I think. Also, some people think that they, they can't have a long engagement these days. I think people like to quickly get into it, which is totally fine. I'm, I'm all for that. But mm-hmm. everyone's different, obviously. Yeah. By the time I get married next year, I would have had a five-year engagement. So that's pretty long. But some clients don't have that. They sort of have a year turnaround. Yeah. So don't okay. rush. And also have a budget in mind, especially yeah. if you're approaching a planner, because that's one of the first questions I'll ask you. Now, I know a lot of people... I asked that question to a lot of people and their response is, I can't set a budget because I don't know how much things are going to cost this is the thing and this it is, is hard thing. you know so many people we turn around and we we, we speak to they go oh my god i cannot realize how expensive yeah. weddings are yeah and i think it's really hard we know everyone works to a budget we know that and we know say especially for photography some people are all about the photos and that is quite a big but but part yes. of their budget yeah some people aren't that fussed about photography. That's fine. That's 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 their problem. That's a, so that's their um, that's their choice. That's their choice. Yeah. Um, but it's not until you start getting prices in mm-hmm. and looking and um, speaking to three or four different uh, wedding um, suppliers that have each thing. So things like cakes, florists, everything like that. To then know oh, roughly this is how much yeah. it's going to yeah. cost. Absolutely, I, that's one thing that clients really struggle with. And also, I always ask, what what would you happily spend? And then do you have a contingency on top of that? Mm-hmm. But then also, some clients that want to consider potentially having family contributions towards their wedding, you know, yeah. and things like that. But things, you know, as their planning process continues money comes in sometimes they might get i don't know promotion at work so they might be able to put a little bit more budget or you know someone's offered to pay for the cake nan's offered to pay for the cake or anything like that so then the budget can kind of go up a little bit more yeah so yeah. it it fluctuates throughout the planning but definitely have a figure in mind for me to start off i otherwise i feel bad if i recommend an amazing venue or photographer or anything like that they fall in love with their work and then it's out of their budget. It's yeah. the most disheartening thing for my yeah. clients. And I don't want them to, to see feel that. Yeah. No, I completely agree with don't don't rush. Yeah. Honestly don't rush because if you plan, say like you said, five years for yourself, oh. but give yourself maybe say three years, yeah. two to three years. Um, enjoy being engaged. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy engaged. being engaged. Enjoy yeah. being engaged. Enjoy the planning process because I know it can be stressful. Yeah. But if you give yourself the time, it could be really enjoyable. Meeting all these suppliers, going around all these venues. Yeah, wedding um, fairs, open days. Yeah. It is exciting. Exactly. And if you give yourself that amount of time, the, the suppliers who you really, really want, you could probably get them because yeah. you've got, you've given them the time yeah. that they're probably starting to book up then Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're starting to book we're booking 2025 20, yeah me too so no. you know it's it's giving yourself the time your suppliers the time just enjoy it i think everyone's different though some people like that time yeah and go actually i know if i've got if it's 2023 now if we get married 2025 that gives us two years yeah so I can then I know how much I budget every month, or exactly um, I know how much the deposits are, yeah. and when final payments are due, yeah. and I can, you know, every every month put so much away, yeah, and things like that. But then some people go, oh God, that'd be my biggest nightmare is to wait two years. You know, speaking to people at yeah. wedding fairs, they've turned around and gone, um, well, when you get married, they go October, go October next year, no, this year, yeah. Because we just we said, if we're getting married, we're going to get married now. Absolutely. Everyone's so different. Everyone's different. There's I no, mean, of course, of course. I feel, for, for me, 
it's time has gone so fast. We booked out wedding venue last year and we're getting married next year now, which mm-hmm. is crazy to think. You know, it's gone really quickly. So we haven't it hasn't bothered us as much. So I suppose it's nice actually because obviously all your cli- you're going through exactly what your clients are going 100%. through. hundred percent. I use yeah. that actually because I say to brides, I get it. Yeah. I I I used to get how a wedding day runs, how the logistics and formalities should be, all that, you know, planning everything. But I didn't get the experience of planning my own wedding yes. until yeah. now. So now I get it when, when my clients say to me, guess what expectations, the family expectations of your wedding is nuts. And I used to be like, yeah, I can imagine that's really difficult. But now I'm like, I know, you know, it's, you know. it's so, Hello. it's horrible. <laughs> this, this, I don't necessarily feel pressure. My parents are really chilled out. They're mm-hmm. very, very excited for the wedding day, but they've not, you know, pushed any ideas on us. And my in-laws, again, they're pretty much the same. They're just very excited, but it's other people in the family and also kind of like, oh, is so-and-so invited then because that person's invited? Well, no, because I haven't spoke to that person in like three years. So yeah. I'm not gonna pay 50 pound whatever plus them to come. Yeah, it, yeah it's so it, difficult. It, having that guest list, cutting that down, because then say, say, say you've got um, a venue that within their package it's like 80, 80 people or something like that, you really gotta cut that down. Yeah. So Especially you've got big families like yourselves. Yeah, big yeah. families. My so partner has these, a huge family. All these young kids, mm. aunties, uncles, cousins, you've got so many. Then you, you do want to invite your really close friends as well. Yeah. So yeah. if you've got a big family, it's hard to it's cut. It's so cut, hard. It's the people who make the, the cut for the day. Yeah. It, a lot of people can then come along in the evening. Yeah. I, I think when my clients say that to me, I then recommend ideas. So, for example, making your evening guests feel just as special. Mm-hmm. So I've got some clients this year, we're going to do a favour table and a welcome drinks table for their evening guests. Oh, okay. So when their evening guests come to the venue, the bride and groom potentially take, you know, half an hour out of their time, out of the evening, to stand there and wait for the arrival of their evening guests, personally greet them, give them a free drink or a drinks token and a favour. So they feel included, included in something, you know, they feel special, even yeah. though they kind of made the evening cut. It, and then, it just, like, obviously you know what we do obviously being the photographers and we do something that's quite rare so what we do is um for the evening as obviously everyone's having their wedding breakfast we upload the photos we're taking of the day and we do like a little slideshow for the evening so as oh, the evening nice. guests come they can see little moments of what's happened through the day it's not obviously loads of photos yeah. or anything like that but it gives them an idea of what's happened through the day that's so then lovely. they yeah. feel part that they haven't just cut it for the evening. Yeah, they they've seen what's it. happened yeah. through the day before it makes social media before it and makes things social like media, that. Yeah. Before you get you know the ones that turn around and they have their own little um, wedding album and everyone then post all their photos to to their to their Facebook page yeah. or Instagram page mm. or whatever it is. That's I mean, a nice. How idea. many weddings you've been to where you've seen the photos like? So you are awake quite a while to, to see them. Yeah, and honestly none. I've not seen that day. done. I've seen them yeah. on the day. I think that's a brilliant idea. Well done, guys. But, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we were speaking to um, a woman the other week um, at Hawkston Hall. She had been to a wedding. She was leaving guests, arrived, yeah. Bright, beautiful, lovely. Two weeks later, the, the photos came, came out. The bride had changed her dress. She, she's the evening two, dress. Two dresses. She had two dresses. Mm-hmm. But people coming to the evening they didn't know that yeah so so they didn't see the day dress yeah they just saw the evening dress obviously it's very rare that people do buy two dresses because you do you've spent so much money on this beautiful dress you want to wear it all day oh for sure so although it's so, becoming quite popular actually. It, it is, it is it's, starting, yeah. it's starting to creep up a little bit but it's just being able to see that as well yeah you know it adds something extra for yeah. your evening guests for when they come along it's yeah. not just coming up to say say hello to you guys welcome to the evening have welcome some buffet food see you later yeah, yeah. Draw. Those are yeah make them Get feel make, make them feel more welcome and it's going back to what i said earlier about the three stages of inviting guests that again that's becoming more popular now yeah. i'm all for it actually the intimate ceremony mm. and meal wish yeah. we could do that now but it's too late <laughs> Say the dates have gone out. <laughs> this is it. I've never things that I've never heard of that, which I think that's an amazing idea. It that is. You say you got your small intimate, then yeah. you've got other people that come later, and then obviously yeah. your evening guests as well. Yeah, we're flipping it round, and I think wedding kind of logistics and formats and traditions—they're totally kind of 
going away now. I think yeah. people are embracing and making it more of their own. Yeah. So we're doing, instead of a drink reception and canapé service, which we typically obviously have after your ceremony, yeah. we're doing it after an intimate meal and not calling it drink reception, calling it cocktail hour. So oh, people come into cocktail hour and they've got more guests coming. So they get to see cocktails and canapés and see you and play garden games on the lawn and then they can enjoy some evening food later. So they still feel yeah. involved. I think this is it, how weddings are so unique. Like we've done one where the couple actually lived in Australia, uh, but she was French and he was English. And their wedding was all based around um, the French wedding. So they what they do is they have all their photos before they mm -hmm. got married. So couple photos, family photos, then they go and get married and then they go and eat. And then they obviously have their evening reception. Oh, wow. So it was really odd for us to do um, couple shots and family shots. Yeah. And the bride and groom not even married yet. Yeah, yeah. But it was so lovely. Um, it was so different. I'm all for embracing different cultures. We've got, I've got a few this year that are different. And last year as well. Yeah. Last mm. year I did a wedding incorporating Japanese, New Zealand, Italian um, culture into the wedding. Wow. It was amazing. It was so much fun. The, the different so cultures is, is, is... This is it. It's so I mean, lovely. You look, so you look at, look at an American wedding. So it's not too much of a different... Co but my God, the weddings are so different. Oh, they're the amazing out there. The day. They're huge, aren't That's, they? Yeah. I, a little bit's are coming to the UK now, which things like the flower men that are walking down the aisle with the flower bag. I love it. Love I'm trying to find someone that would do that at my wedding. I think I have oh. someone in mind. I'm Owen. I'm Owen. I'm just hiring out. I'm hiring out. I'll come along and do that. That's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think... When I talk to older generations, like grandparents mm. and things like that, and I talk about how the wedding industry is evolving, you know, all the things that people can have. For example, we've booked a audio guest book. You seen those? Father class. Yeah. Where you step Brilliant. in, people record their yeah. message. Yeah. I told my partner's grandparents, they were amazed. They were like, that is totally over the top. In fact, even my dad said that. And I, then I had to explain, this is what the industry's like now. It's yeah. it's becoming a little bit more Americanized. So as a planner, I am all for that. I love it. It's it's so it's it's one of those, isn't it? That little things like that. But then I do still like the tradition, and I think near enough every wedding we still have the brides will have something old, something borrowed, something yes, new. Yes, that's stick ar that stuck that, around a lot. This, actually, that is you know it's still in every every single wedding. But when obviously me and James got married, um, we had a receiving line. So as your day guests come in to yes. go be, be seated to eat, I'm going, hello, 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 hello. Thank you very much. Thank you. Congratulations. You rarely see it anymore. And rarely. This, this is it. And, and when we have it all on our little contracts that people fill out, and they'll go, um, they'll message me and go, what's the receiving line? Yeah. And I go, it's, it's one of these. Yeah. And they go, oh, no, we're not having that. Yeah. And they are super time-consuming, to be honest. Especially very... if you've got a massive wedding. Yeah. Yes. And everyone's starving. Just get everyone in, sat down and fed. Honestly, you can speak yeah. to yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, that they're not for me, I think. But then for the larger weddings, just... people will do them because they know they've at least said hello to them on their Absolutely. wedding day. Yeah, for sure. I think the three-section breakup, as I said, is probably a really yeah. good way to do that. But it's things like the bouquet toss. I don't very, see that very anymore. We do that now. I'm but not, I think it's because flowers are so expensive. I'm not going to lie. I think, yeah. I, I think I've done it twice. Dunk, I think dunk. I've only ever done it twice. From yeah. what I can remember. Yeah. yeah. The first one, first wedding I ever filmed, we did it. Um, and one not so long after that. But ever since then, no. I really can't I've remember. I've never done a wedding anything. of my own with a flower toss, ever. But I think I've it's because... I've like a little different posy for it. And it's just literally... Yes, I was going to say, people was, do that, don't that they? That was it. They but... get a second bouquet just yes. for the bouquet tops yeah. because they yeah. don't want to throw their you know 150 pound bouquet oh, in the air yeah. so give it to someone well. else some of them are really they're, they're heavy. So heavy yeah i'm not throwing mine it's mine no one's touching you, it this is funny. sometimes you do get the actions we've done some now uh, i think it was that first wedding um they did that girl caught it and her, her partner just legged it oh, <laughs> and it was, it was like so no funny. way see you later <laughs> Was um, he, he was behind me whilst I'm, I'm there filming it, and I just turn around and he's gone. I'm like, oh, I wish I caught that. <laughs> I love the smoke. <laughs> oh, it was, it was I've seen some hilarious. TikToks recently where they've done that, and then the bride's given it to a bridesmaid, and then that bridesmaid's been proposed to at yeah. their wedding. Oh yeah, 
This what is, is that about? That about is steel, not for talk, me. Talk about steel, steel and thunder. thunder. Oh yes, yeah. If someone like asked Monica me to that, my type, type, oh, oh, <laughs> if but someone asked me to that at my wedding, it would be an absolute straight up no. No, that is not no happening chance. at my wedding. No chance. This is my day. I've paid a lot of money for this day. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I guess some people just really like their friends. I mean, I love my well, girls, but not that much. No, no. this is your day. <laughs> yeah. And I think. It's quite funny, you know, um, when when couples are, and you know will sit on on especially like me and James, I'll be on my, on my James will be there and I'll be there and the TV will be on. We're not even entertaining what's on the TV. I'm scrolling and I'm looking yeah. and everything like that. And we've had couples that have turned around and um, said, "Oh, I've seen this on Instagram or seen this on 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 Pinterest. Can you possibly do it?" And we're all up for for doing something that they want a really big input input into their photos fantastic when it borderlines cheese yeah and i'm going are we sure we want that yeah because for us it's that timeless element for us like i love yeah. the traditional i love everything that's coming in that's modern and something different and mm -hmm. something unique to that couple which is fantastic it's just we've had um specific ideas for photos and these are the ones I know that will come round in 10 years time going, oh my God, look what they were doing. And that could be one of your photos. Yeah. And for us, we would do it, obviously, because our Brian Crims are, are technically our employers. So mm -hmm. whatever they want, they will get. Yes. Um, but I always turn around and think, just think about it. It's a good, it's, it's funny now, in 10 years time, yeah. you'd be like going... I think what were we doing? I think though, when clients book you, they're not just booking your services; they're booking you for your professional opinion as well. Yeah. So for me as a planner, if someone, you know, they, if one of my clients propose an idea, sometimes I will not challenge it, but I'll question it a little bit with them yeah. and ask them, you know, okay, that sounds good. Why do you want to do this? What, you know, what relevance does it have? And then kind of question them because I think sometimes like you said it could be good now but in 10 years and they look back they're going to think oh if it's wish... cringy or and this is it. something biggest, like that again this is another podcast biggest yeah. regrets on your, on your wedding day what did we regret what didn't we regret yeah. you know what really worked and we loved what did we think oh we didn't need it at the time or we did at the time they were thinking what were we thinking you can do that next year when i've been married and then we can yeah, do it again do that, yeah then. we'll come back on and yeah we can, you can, we can, what's your regret we, inviting so many people to we, your we wedding can, we can do a wedding review <laughs> <laughs> so as a planner yourself you can review your own review. wedding i'll be there with my little book saying regret doing this knew yeah. i should have done that yeah <laughs> and i think best decision was going back to like you say when you book your suppliers like we've been in the industry 12 13 years um and we have seen absolutely everything near yeah. enough absolutely everything so we know what works so we know um what time of day is perfect for lighting and uh, what time of year is perfect especially if you're looking for a winter wedding maybe bring your wedding a little bit forward so you can maximize yes. the daylight and things like that so it's, it's have, for couples having their trust in their suppliers mm -hmm. that that is the most important 100%. thing. So you know how a wedding is supposed to be run. Mm -hmm. And for them to put their trust into you guys and to us, into venue dresses, whoever their, their suppliers are, that trust has got to be there. A hundred percent. And that's going back to the whole relationship thing with me. Yes. I always yeah. say to my clients, look, we'll have our consultation. We do the consultation. Yeah. And at the end, I'll say, this sounds really good. You know, I feel like we've got a really good relationship. If you go ahead with me, my number one rule is be honest with me. Completely. If I propose a, you know, a styling or a colour palette that doesn't suit you, tell me. Mm -hmm. Don't just say yes because you don't want to upset me. I'm thick skinned, you know? Yeah, yeah. You've got to be honest with me. If you don't like it, just say it because it's your wedding. You're, yeah. you're putting your trust in me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just say yes for the sake of saying yes. Yeah. I mean, we have, we've got one rule. What's the rule? Rule is, if you don't like your photographer, you ain't gonna like you your photos. You never like your photos. Same goes for video, same goes for your entertainment, yeah. anything. If you do yeah. not have a good relationship with no. them, you'll just, all you're gonna do when you look back at everything and go, I remember how, if they, they, they did this, they did that, I didn't like them doing that. Yeah. That's all you're gonna remember. Yeah. You need a good relationship with you them. You definitely do, and especially with, like, we, you spend all day with your clients, we spend all day with our clients. So we need to make sure that they feel they they, they like us, they trust us. Yeah. They we've got that rapport. We can have a laugh to them with yeah, them. Yeah, my and goodness, yeah. Because we're there all day. 
Absolutely. And having that relationship with them makes them feel so much more at ease of the day. And this is why, again, we do pre-shoots because um, we build that up even before the day. So yeah. especially, you know, you don't want the nerves of a bride in, in hair and makeup. And then here I come, I'm there with my camera and I'm, start, I'm starting yeah. taking photos of them yeah. and I'm thinking, I can't, I booked her 18 months ago. I can't even remember what she looks like. Exactly. So having that refresher, you know, six, eight weeks before, building up that, that relationship, even before the day, it just makes everything so, so smooth. But like you say, if you don't like your photographer, yeah. behind every photo, there's going to be a memory. Yes. Every photo is taken. So it could be where we are um, taking the mick out of someone, we're having a good laugh and a bit, a bit of a giggle and getting them to break down those barriers. If we're those stuffy types of photographers and going da 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 and ordering about and doing something that's not reflective of that couple and what they're like with each other, you know, we've had couples that have literally taken the mick out of each other all day. <laughs> yeah. And to even to get one standard look at us smiling, it's not them. Yeah. It's not them. We've had people put, you know, stick their um, tongues down each other's ears and things like that. But that's them. <laughs> nice. That is them. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. So if we were telling them to do something or asking them to do something that that's not them, yeah. they're going to look at that photo and go, well, that's not us. 100%. I don't like that. I, don't 100%. Like that. I mean, I had a consultation last week with a bride and we bounced straight away. This In fact, good. within the first two minutes of this Zoom call, I asked her, how's your week been? You know, starting it off as you do. She was like, I'll show you how my week's been. And she held a glass of wine in front of the camera. <laughs> now, I had a glass of wine off camera. Just Normally, I would never disclose that. Normally, I actually wouldn't drink yeah. on a Zoom. But it was just also one of them weeks. Mm -hmm. So I went, oh, me too. And from that, we hit off and they booked yeah. me. Yeah. Because I just, it's, it's showing people that you're not just a business person. You're not just a company. You're not, you're no. not just a name. You're yeah. not just a brand. You're actually a person yeah. doing this work. Yeah. We're the exact same as you. 100%. And that's the last thing I that's that's Showing a bit of, yeah. Showing vulnerability, showing actually your personality. This is, this is the thing, and I remember, oh, this is going back years and years and years and years ago, one of our first-ish weddings um, over in Birmingham, and um, it was the wedding was over V-Fest, so we didn't want to get stuck on the M54 going down the middle of V-Fest. Mm -hmm. So we stayed the night before. Yeah. So we know we're there on site, ready to go, so we're not stuck in traffic. Um, and we got there the, the evening before, and uh, we checked in, and we said, oh, come on, let's go to the bar, as you do. And the bride was there with all their family having drinks and having a meal. So they said, come on over, come on over. And we yeah. sat with them, spent most of the evening with them. Then we did all the the, um, the wedding. And it wasn't until one of the, the uncles in the evening went, so which part of the family are you from? Aww. And I went, uh, we're, we're not. not. We're, we're just the dogs. Like, so nice. And then you turned I honestly thought um, you were your family, just the way you blended in That's so, so well. That's so nice. Honestly, because we were taking the mick out of him because he was walking around his great big iPad, you know, trying to video us. Hilarious. Um, but, and he turned around and he goes, don't ever change. Oh, Don't that's so change. lovely. Oh, but this is it. We're, this is just us. Yeah. This is just us. Hence why you're sitting in our living room. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So going into looking on for 2022, heading into 2023, what is it you're looking to kind of push forward more with the business? Oh, that's a good question. So obviously I think everyone's motive is to continue to get bookings. Yeah, definitely. For me, I want to get my name out a bit more and yep. expand where I'm going to as well. Um, obviously we're in Shropshire, which Shropshire is beautiful, but kind of coming out of that a little bit more into the cities. Yeah. Um, doing a branding shoot this year, things like that, working on my oh, marketing and things like that. So yep. I think some people, when you set up a business, they don't realize that you're not just doing the job that you're doing, yeah. it's also running a business. Yeah. So I think this year I wanna be out, I wanna split my time a little bit more on client work, but also managing and I think that's what we were sort of talking about price as well and budgets and things like that, is people don't realise what goes on behind the scene for any supplier no. in the wedding industry. That, you know, if it's florist, it's getting those flowers in, getting them conditioned, getting yeah. them prepped, ready for the... Um, thank you very much, Dennis. That's very nice of you to kiss me. Um, getting ready to, to making them and making sure that they're the tip-top conditions so the, the buds of the... 
um, roses are open at that precise moment she's making those those bouquets. Yes. Or well, he's making those bouquets. Wedding cakes as well. Wedding cakes getting all getting all that planned out and Absolutely. what what flavours, you know, the, all the different tiers and layers of it. Yeah. The hours it goes in behind for every supplier is is is, is a huge and that's why when we look at um, other other suppliers and you, you look at some people that go, oh, we're doing this service for this much. And you're thinking, how can they charge that? So, you know, you're oh, thinking 100%. it is, some things are too good to be true, to be yeah. honest. If the price yeah. is too good yeah. to be true, it probably is. Yeah. You know, if there's a downfall somewhere, whether it's, say, if it's a photographer, they haven't got the huge amount of experience, they haven't got the photography knowledge mm -hmm. or something, they're just starting out, which, don't get me wrong, is amazing. Um, but you're, you've got to know that those risks in that as well. Yeah, 100%. So, I've been questioned on my pricing a few times. And to be honest, I have, I'm going into this year with very transparent pricing. Yeah. So that means they're now going to be any inquiry. They get booked into a consultation. Between the consultation and between agreeing to the consultation and it taking place, I send out a brochure. Mm -hmm. And in that brochure is all my packages, my pricing. Yeah, I'm going to be transparent yeah. about it yeah. and I have been questioned and my response is very clear it is I can't put a price on taking your stress away Yeah, you can't put a price on a stress free mm. wedding planner no, can you? No um, the thing we're talking about um, wedding venues as well that um, we've obviously been to hundreds of different wedding venues and some clients can see two or three different wedding planners from that one venue Yeah. so with you you get you which absolutely. is absolutely that is you know that is the top key because you're there as that wedding buddy you're there as that professional to see that wedding all the way through mm -hmm. when you've got other um venues where you've got different wedding planners yes that mm -hmm. you start off loving that venue because you like that wedding planner and you make that that those connections and then they find they've moved on yeah. and someone else is there running their day and you can absolutely it's that's so so hard and it's like for us as photographers you know you book us you get us yeah we it don't have associates that. or anything like that yeah. that work for us it is that it, it is us it is that is it that's, as it says on the can what you see is what you get yeah, and 100%. That's exactly what, it's the same with me. I, I have a few times had the conversation with clients when they've come to the consultation and said, look, we've got a venue. We don't need to find a venue. Okay, brilliant. We've got wedding coordinators. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Yeah. Really, really glad. Mm. But they're very different to me. And I yes. can confidently say that because I have been a wedding coordinator at yeah. a venue. They're not planners. They yeah. deal with hundreds and hundreds of couples a year. They won't yeah. give you that one-to-one -one time. They won't be as nuts as me and reply to your Instagram DM at <laughs> nine o'clock on a Saturday night because you're panicking about something. Yeah. They won't be there to advise on styling or anything like that. Respectfully, they're there to look after the venue. Yep. Make sure supplies are there, yes, yes, but they won't have any of the personal touch as much as me. Yes. Yeah. They will have a personal touch, but like you said, people leave wedding venues. I'm so not going you anywhere, you know? The name of my company is my name, so <laughs> that's, you get me, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that, that is the key, isn't it? Is, you know, another little top tip is just do your research. Do your research, do 100%. Your research. Do, pricing as well. Look yeah. what's involved. You see know, what you get everyone, for it everyone's got different even i keep on half about the top of the because that's that's our business um everyone's got different packages yeah. you know some people do it every hour for, for different hours some people do it for half day full day some people do a weekday and some people do and, and different to a weekend mm -hmm. you know summer and winter everything yeah. like that so it is for me i think i like to say that i'm a triple threat of the industry so i've got catering experience coordination experience and planning experience yes so with that, I bring a I, lot of knowledge. I'd actually yeah. add a fourth bit to that. You engage yourself. I am engaged myself. So there you go. There's, <laughs> there's four aspects to Ooh, it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we can kind of conclude and say, if you haven't got a wedding planner... Book me. Yeah. Get one. No one else, just me. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, just Amir. If you haven't got one, yeah. Amir is the person you need to talk Thank to. Thank you. <laughs>
it's been actually lovely just yeah. to sit yeah, and chat. Yeah, thank you and so just, much. You know, find out more about what your business is, and hopefully, when um, people are you know listening to this podcast when they're doing their washing up, and our dogs are going barking now. When you're washing up, like that's when I, I literally listen to most of my podcasts. Yes. When I'm washing up, doing my housework, absolutely or driving, driving. In the car, yeah, driving yeah. in the car, um, and it's little things that. Um, Hopefully, we've shown in the in this podcast yeah. that go never thought about that. Absolutely, and for for you and not not everyone thinks about having a wedding planner. No, they don't. But so we'll be your, I'll be your best friend, advice, talk yeah. about wedding, get excited with you. I've been called an agony aunt in the past and even a seamstress. <laughs> so I'm here to do whatever you need. This is it. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Absolutely. Cool. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having me, guys. Thank you for coming. Thank and, you. Um, and good luck for 2023. And you. And, and hopefully, hopefully we'll work on a wedding together. We will hopefully do that very soon. Thank you for listening to the JOL Wedding Podcast. Share this podcast with anyone you know who is on the journey of planning a wedding. Check out other episodes of this podcast as well as links to our social media platforms at the JOL Wedding Podcast.